Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 12 of The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. Now, I get contentment in the midst of scorns and jeers by considering that Christ was scorned and by acting faith upon what Christ suffered for me. Am I in great bodily pain? Jesus Christ had as great pain in his body as I have. Though it is true he did not have the same kind of sicknesses as we have, yet he had as great pain and tortures in his body and that which was deadly to him as much as any sickness is to us. The exercising of faith on what Christ endured is the way to get contentment in the midst of our pains. Someone lies vexing and fretting himself and cannot bear his pain. Are you a Christian? Have you ever tried this way of getting contentment to act your faith on all the pains and sufferings that Jesus Christ suffered? This would be the way of contentment. And a Christian gets contentment when under pains in this way. Sometimes one who is very godly and gracious may be found bearing grievous pains and extremities very cheerfully and you wonder at it. He gets it by acting his faith upon what pains Jesus Christ suffered. You are afraid of death. The way to get contentment is by exercising your faith on the death of Jesus Christ. It may be that you have inward troubles in your soul and God withdraws himself from you. Still, your faith is to be exercised upon the sufferings that Jesus Christ endured in his soul. He poured forth his soul before God, and when he sweat drops of water and blood, he was in an agony in his very spirit, and he found even God himself about to forsake him. Now thus, to act your faith on Jesus Christ brings contentment, and is not this a mystery to carnal hearts? A gracious heart finds contentment as a mystery. It is no marvel that St. Paul said, I am instructed in a mystery to be contented in whatsoever condition I am in. Roman numeral 11. There is still a further mystery, for I hope you will find this a very useful point. And that before we have finished, you will see how simple it is for one who is skilled in religion to get contentment, though it is hard for one who is carnal. I say, the eleventh mystery in contentment is this. A gracious heart has contentment by getting strength from Jesus Christ. He is able to bear his burden by getting strength from someone else. Now this is a riddle, and it would be counted ridiculous in the schools of the philosophers to say, if there is a burden on you, you must get strength from someone else. 
Indeed, if you must have another come and stand under the burden, they could understand that, but that you should be strengthened by the strength of someone else who is not near you, as far as you can see, they would think that ridiculous. But a Christian finds satisfaction in every circumstance by getting strength from another, by going out of himself to Jesus Christ, by his faith, acting upon Christ, and bringing the strength of Jesus Christ into his own soul. He is thereby enabled to bear whatever God lays on him by the strength that he finds from Jesus Christ. Of his fullness do we receive grace for grace. There is strength in Christ, not only to sanctify and save us, but strength to support us under all our burdens and afflictions. And Christ expects that when we are under any burden, we should act our faith upon him to draw virtue and strength from him. Faith is the great grace that is to be acted under afflictions. It is true that other graces should be acted, but the grace of faith draws strength from Christ in looking on him who has the fullness of all strength conveyed into the hearts of all believers. Now, if a man has a burden to bear and yet can have strength added to him, if the burden is doubled, he can have his strength trebled. The burden will not be heavier but lighter than it was before to his natural strength. Indeed, our afflictions may be heavy. And we cry out, Oh, we cannot bear them, we cannot bear such an affliction. Though you cannot tell how to bear it with your own strength, yet how can you tell what you will do with the strength of Jesus Christ? You say you cannot bear it? So, you think that Christ could not bear it? But if Christ could bear it, why may you not come to bear it? You will say, can I have the strength of Christ? Yes, it is made over to you by faith. The scripture says that the Lord is our strength. God himself is our strength. And Christ is our strength. There are many scriptures to that effect that Christ's strength is yours, made over to you, so that you may be able to bear whatever lies upon you. And therefore we find such a strange expression in the epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians, praying for the saints that they might be strengthened with all might according unto his glorious power. Unto what? unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Strengthened with all might, according to the power of God, the glorious power of God, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. 
You must not therefore be content with a little strength, so that you are able to bear what a man might bear by the strength of reason and nature. But you should be strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power of God, unto all patience and to all long-suffering. O oh, you who are now under very heavy and sad afflictions more than usual, look at this scripture and consider how it is made good in you. And why may you not have this scripture made good in you if you are godly? You should not be quiet in your own spirits unless in some measure you get this scripture made good in you so that you may with some comfort say, through God's mercy, I find that strength coming into me that is spoken of in this scripture. You should labor when you are under any great affliction, you who are godly, to walk so that others may see such a scripture made good in you. This is the glorious power of God that strengthens his servants to all long suffering, and that with joyfulness. Also, it may be that you do not exercise as much patience as a wise man or a wise woman who has only natural reason. But where is the power of God, the glorious power of God? Where is the strengthening with all might unto all long suffering and patience and that with joyfulness? It is true, the spirit of a man may be able to sustain his infirmities, may be able to sustain and keep up his spirits. The natural spirit of a man can do that, but much more when the spirit is endued with grace and holiness and when it is filled with the strength of Jesus Christ. This is the way a godly man gets contentment, the mystery of it, by getting strength from Jesus Christ. Roman numeral 12. A godly heart enjoys much of God in everything he has and knows how to make up all wants in God himself. That is another mystery. He has God in what he has. I spoke about that somewhat before in showing the due of God's blessing in what one has. For God is able to let out a great deal of his power in little things. And therefore, the miracles that God has wrought have been as much in little things as in great. Now, just as God lets out a great deal of his power in working miracles in smaller things, so he lets out a great deal of goodness and mercy in comforting and rejoicing the hearts of his people in little things as well as in great. There may be as great riches in a pearl as in a great deal of lumber, but this is a different thing. Further, just as a gracious heart lives upon God's due 
in the little that he has. So when the little that he has shall be taken from him, what shall he do then? Then you will say, if a man has nothing, nothing can be got out of nothing. But if the children of God have their little taken from them, they can make up all their wants in God himself. Such and such a man is a poor man. The plunderers came and took away everything that he had. What shall he do now that all is gone? But when all is gone, there is an art and skill that godliness teaches to make up all those losses in God. Many men whose houses have been burnt go about gathering, and so get together by many hands a little. But a godly man knows where to go to get up all, even in God himself, so that he may enjoy the quintessence of the same good and comfort as he had before. For a godly man does not live so much in himself as he lives in God. Now this is a mystery to a carnal heart. I say, a gracious man does not live so much in himself as in God. He lives in God continually. If anything is cut off from the stream, he knows how to go to the fountain and makes up all there. God is his all in all while he lives. I say it is God who is his all in all. Am not I to thee, said Elkanah to Hannah, instead of ten children? So says God to a gracious heart, you lack this, your estate is plundered. Why? Am not I to you instead of ten homes and ten shops? I am to you instead of all, and not only instead of all, but come to me, and you shall have all again in me. This concludes episode 12 of Jeremiah Burroughs, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. <laughs>